Welcome to Ruby Red Slippers Soul Care Encounters. I'm Arlana, your host. I would like to offer a brief introduction to Ruby Red Slippers Soul Care. Caring for the soul is just as important to sustaining life as oxygen and water. Without these two elements, we cease to exist. And without caring for our souls, all else withers. In Renovation of the Heart, Dallas Willard said, our soul is like an inner stream of water, which gives strength, direction, and harmony to every other element of our life. When the stream is as it should be, we are constantly refreshed and exuberant in all that we do, because the soul itself is then profusely rooted in the vastness of God and his kingdom, including nature, and all else within us is enlivened and directed by that stream. I love that statement and find it beautiful and accurate. Matters of the soul are important. Soul restoration is necessary. Sorrow of the soul is real. Soul neglect happens. Let's pause because we need to take care of our souls, the outcome of which can be happiness, peace, and joy. The goal of each of the podcast encounters is to provide thoughts on soul care and its many different possibilities. Get comfortable, find a few moments of stillness, and enjoy. Remember, every day is a once-in-a-lifetime event. May you be blessed with gentle days and peaceful nights. Hello, this is Arlana, founder of Ruby Red Slippers Soul Care. Thank you for joining me. Today I'm going to start with a sermon from my summer sermon series, entitled, Come Tend to the Soil of My Soul. How does the Lord tend to the soil of our souls? What is a soul anyway? S-O-U-L, not S-O-L-E. The soul is all of who we are, mind, body, spirit, and relationships. The body is the physical aspect of the soul. The mind is the cognitive aspect of the soul. The spirit is the heart, the will, and the longings and intentions of the soul. Relationships are the social aspects of the soul. We don't have a soul. We are a soul. We are not a body that has a soul, but we are each a soul that has a body. As I was thinking about soul, S-O-U-L, I also thought about S-O-L-E, soul, as in only solo, alone. And I just thought it was interesting parallel that our souls are once in a lifetime events. We do not get a second soul. We don't get a second chance at a second soul. So we really are solo, S-O-L-E, as we are within our soul, S-O-U-L. I've said many times before that each of us is a once-in-a-lifetime event and everything about us will never be repeated. You and your soul are the only one of you, past, present, or future. You are the sole soul that will ever be. I've worked as a hospice chaplain for many, many years and experienced many people as they take their last breath. When we die, the body becomes remiss of the soul, which is called back to eternity. The soul is truly the essence of our personhood. 
The Lord wants to tend to the soil of our souls. He wants to nourish us and grow us and create us to be more and more like him in each and every moment of our lives. I'm going to now look at Mark 4, 14 through 20. And my references come from the NIV Bible. The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like the seed sown in rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires of other th- the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown in good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop thirty, sixty, even a hundred times what was sown. So we have shallow soil, we have rocky soil, we have soil that is full of thorns, and we also have good soil. Not perfect soil, but good soil, which can produce 30, 60, and up to 100 times what was put into it. We have to be willing. The Lord wants the soil of our souls to be rich and well-nourished so that we can then tend to the soil of those around us and help them produce 30, 60, and 100 times what was put in. Words tend to the soil of our souls. God's word in Genesis 1 and throughout the Bible, he speaks, things change. Our words. Words can empower and cause growth and they can destroy and cause death. The words here in the Bible are all designed to grow us, strengthen us, and empower us. They are food and nourishment for the soil of our souls. What are we saying to nourish the souls of others? What is God saying to nourish our souls? 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, The Lord does not look at the things that man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. How true is that? The Lord knows everything about us. He created us. He gave us free will to choose who we are and who we want to become. When the Lord sows into us, what kind of soil does he get? Shallow, rocky, thorny, or good soil? The Lord will not force himself upon us. Matthew 7, 7 through 8 In this passage, Jesus says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be open. Seek, ask, knock, and you will be given. The Lord says, Come, and let me tend to the soil of your souls. 1 Chronicles 22.19 says, 
Now devote your hearts and souls to seeking the Lord your God. He wants to tend to the soil of our souls. Jeremiah 29.11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will come and call upon me and pray with me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. He has plans to give you a hope and a future. He wants you to seek him out and find him. Mark eleven twenty eight through 30 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Learn from me is a way of the Lord tending to our soil. Let me carry the burden for you is a way of tending to our souls. So in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, it's, the Lord says, I have plans for you and I have a hope for your future. Please seek me and find me. And then in Matthew 28 through 30, Jesus said, learn from me. Let me carry it for you. Let me tend to the soil of your soul. While I was thinking about this, I remembered the last time that I was in Israel. And we were doing an archaeological study for a little over three weeks. And we hiked and climbed and went and saw some really extraordinary things. But one thing that really um, jumped out at me was we were in a vineyard and the professor showed us how if even a single grape is touching the ground, it will become soiled and not useful. And the vine dresser comes every day and goes through each of the vines. And if the vine dresser does see a grape or a few grapes that are touching the ground, the vine dresser will lift it up and put a rock underneath it so that it's not touching the ground and won't soil, but will be useful. And it just speaks to us and Jesus as our vine dresser. It was such a great um, visual for me. He does tend to the soil of our soul by giving us what he knows that we need. We may not understand it in the moment, but as we ask, seek, and knock, we are given. And this given is his tending to the soil of our souls. He has been deeply tending to the soil of my soul while I have been up here in Colorado and experiencing his grace and love. I continue to be amazed at how perfectly he has provided for my soul. Each Sunday I have spoken the word of God and I hope that you have found the word to tend to your souls. First we had the word of God changes things. Then we had where is my what? Then we had marker moments. 
The next was I Shall Not Want. Then we had Esther, God's presence far and wide. And now we have come tend to the soil of my soul. God wants us to ask, seek, and knock. He wants to take on our burden. He wants us to rest. He has a plan for us. He wants to help us to have good soil within us. And he wants us to tend to the soil of other people's souls. First Chronicles 28.9 says, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. God's words. Jesus came. Tending. Jesus went through trials and tribulations. He ministered around the Sea of Galilee, tending to the soil of the people's souls, teaching them, guiding them, directing them, providing for them, sharing the word with him. That was his calling, tending to the soil of our souls. The Lord wants us to be rich with beautiful hearts and have the ability to share that richness with other people. This requires time, time that we become quiet, time that we sit by the ocean, time that we read the word of God, time that we spend with families, all nourishing the internal part of who we are so that we can nourish others. So I encourage you to take time to spend in the word of God, to spend in nature, to spend quietly, and think about how you're tending to the soil of your soul and how you're allowing the Lord to do so for yourself as well. I ask that blessings be upon you. I hope that this has been beneficial to you. And I hope that you are blessed with gentle days and peaceful nights. Thank you.